Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review podcast. I'm Andrew Young and today I am joined by Chris Buick. How are you, Chris? I'm very well. How are you? Very well, thank you. And I'm also joined by Brian Penn. Hiya. How are you doing? I'm really good. Excellent. And the three of us, just the three of us here today, um, and we're here to discuss Christmas films because what else? It's that time of year. um, The new Christmas films that are coming out this year are coming out probably this week or next week. Um, nothing comes out just before Christmas. It's start of December is the time when you dig out the DVDs of all those old Christmas films. Things start getting uploaded to Netflix. This is the time. All stations, um, all stations go and then um, it's Christmas Film Central, really. So um, there's a, a lot to talk about. We won't be able to cover everything, but I'm sure we'll hit, hit a lot of the main ones. Um, so right off the bat, I think... Probably the easiest way to start is for for both of you. We'll start with you, Chris. Um, right. Favorite Christmas film, quickly. Oh wow! Uh, favorite. Okay. Favorite. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go trading places. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've been thinking about it all day, and I've been umming and on between a few and okay. trading places. Okay. Good, Brian. Well, I mean. Like everyone else, I have my top 10 in each genre, and mm-hmm. Christmas genre is no different. My top 10 is quite fluid, um, but the number one has been number one for so long now, and that's It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm in agreement with you there, Brian, or at least I think with best. There's a, I guess there's best and there's favourite. Um, yeah. I, we'll, start, we'll start with you, Chris, actually, because a, a bit more about Chaining Places, because that's... Um, not one that you know. I think it's a wonderful life is going to be top of a lot of lists. Um, yeah, and Chain Places is is a very well loved film. But just do you want to get us started on why that's number one for you, really? Yeah. So I think if we're talking about films that are 
I don't know, Christmas films, then obviously It's a Wonderful Life is definitely up there, and I love that film dearly, and you, I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute. But for me, Trading Places is a film I've watched pretty much every year since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um, probably shouldn't have been watching when I was a child, to be honest. But um, And I just, it really just every year brings back that same feeling of family, togetherness, nostalgia, you know, it's funny. It's got two great performances from Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy, as well as everyone else, Jamie Lee Curtis, Denim Elliott, everyone in it. And I think what, yes, some of the, some of the uh, humor and moments in it definitely don't, um, haven't aged well, I think is fair to say, but I feel like a lot of it still really hits the mark comedy wise. Um, and for me, I just want to really keep loving revisiting every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's a beloved comedy film. It's not something that, I have to say, comes to mind immediately for me when I think Christmas films. No. I think. You know, obviously, you know, it has that, that setting, but it doesn't seem to... Perhaps one of the reasons it's one of your favourites, one of the reasons it's perhaps better films, because it doesn't necessarily follow those that beat-by-beat formula that we expect from a, um, from a Christmas film. Um, True. Should we... Brian, I'll let you, seeing as we both want to talk about it, and it's going to get yeah. spoken about at some point, so let's just mm-hmm. get out of the way now. Why yeah. is It's a Wonderful Life the best Christmas film? I, I just think it's a fantastic piece of storytelling. I think you, you look at the film itself, it's difficult to fault it in any way. Directed by Frank Capra, starring James Stewart and Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore. It's a very, I love the purity of the story. Really, insofar that it's really saying it's not now this is where i think christmas films have to be very careful because they're treading a very careful they're treading a line between sincerity and sentiment mm-hmm. but it never gets corny it's a good honest message it's saying that all lives matter we all do good things for people throughout our lives and i think james stewart is just so good in the role he's mm-hmm. funny he's so good yeah Mm-hmm, it's, yeah. it's just incredibly moving the way he plays the role. And this concept of sort of saying, well, you know, when Clarence comes down and uh, stops George from taking his own life and said, why have you saved my life? He said, this is why, because this is what would have happened if you hadn't have lived. And he realized all the good things he did for people. But it's, it's a story about somebody who was very selfless. He always put somebody else first, put his own ambitions on hold, because in the story... He wanted to be an architect and travel the world and, and design bridges and, and skyscrapers. And he could never do that because he was pulled back by family loyalties. His brother went off to did, do his own thing. And he stayed back and ran the family firm uh, who provided houses for working class people. So the, the, it's a highly moral story at its core. And it's very genuine and it's full of goodness. And it never gets corny, even though it, it puts across some very kind of World War messages about Christmas. Um, you know, it's it's still very honest and very pure and very real. And I think it's just beautifully acted. It's beautifully written. And it doesn't seem to date either. And as mm. far as I'm aware, I don't think it's ever been remade. I might stand corrected on that. I think people would dare go near it, really. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't this think is it. it has been. Um, apologies, yeah. listeners, if we're wrong and somebody's screaming yeah. at their podcast. Again, again I, I don't, but, I don't know if anyone listening can correct correct me on that. I'd be glad you can correct it, but I don't think it ever has been. And that tells you, if that is true, it tells you a lot. I think about the quality of the film. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think another reason I think it helps or, or something that's um, advantageous towards it as a film is that it has been, it came first essentially. It has the advantage of being first in the sense that it doesn't all the you say it it hits a lot of the familiar Christmas film beats, but mm. it hit them before most other films did. You know, it's not following a formula because it, I don't want to say invented the formula because somebody will point out that something else did it first. But I think a lot of what we think of in Christmas films of, you know, the true spirit of Christmas and that idea that they're all about, about giving and all that, mm. it, it, they're all, all these films are watered down versions of It's a Wonderful Life. And I think mm. what makes it a better film and actually probably what makes it less one that I would want to just put on straight away now of an evening is mm. it, it's not as kind of, I mean, obviously it's black and white, but it's not got that kind of candy-coloured um, uh, sugariness to it. And it's longer. It's a longer film. And for a lot mm-hmm. of its running time, it's quite bleak. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It, 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 uh, but it, then at the end, that moment of of joy and that moment of yeah. optimism and coming yeah. together, it's uh, it's earned. The film deserves yeah. for you to cry because it's it's gone. Yeah. It's really put you through the ringer before that. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point, is that it is very downbeat. Much of that film is very downbeat. And this is about a man who's contemplating taking his life, wondering, yeah. why why should I go on? Why should I carry on living? And so up to that point, it you know, you are swept along by some very likeable characters as well. I think James Stewart just makes George so lovable, really. You know, that that point in the film where, where he... he you know, he gets his life back and he realises that he could be going to jail and Mary comes running down the stairs and he, and he says, Mary, I'm going to jail. Isn't it wonderful? You know, it's that kind of very sort of honest, oh, it's great, I'm alive and I don't mind if I go to jail. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, I think it's brilliant. It's joyous, yeah. I think I think most people can agree on that. It, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't, I think a lot of films since they, they water it down, they don't spend as long on the bleak bits. And therefore, the endings don't hit as hard. They're kind of like truncated, easier, more palatable, easy to swallow versions of that film that kind of give you that hit that you want. And maybe you'd rather watch that right now because it's shorter and lighter. Mm. But it, mm. it's not as good a film, I don't think. And it doesn't... The best films, Christmas films, do their own thing a bit more. Um, mm. So, I mean, that's that's, that's clearly one. Um other, uh, we'll do a bit of a switch, a switcheroo now, um, and I'm going to ask instead. I'll phrase, how will I phrase it? No, I don't want to say the worst Christmas film, or your least favourite, but perhaps your least favourite. More one that you just you have a bit of a gripe with, you know. I mean, I think we've probably all seen bad films that most people agree are bad films. Something that people like that. I mean, our our beloved colleague Ian isn't here, and I know if he was, he'd be. Shouting love actually immediately. Um, <laughs> but if it is love actually for you as well, then please say. Um, but something like that that really just gets you a bit, and you just can't understand why year after year people adore it. Um, Brian, have you got have you got one that you just don't like? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a few actually. To be honest, um, go on. And it's difficult to know what to choose from. Um, I, this might surprise you. Elf with Will Ferrell. <gasps> yeah, oh, no, no, honestly. No, honestly. Cause you know why? Because I'm not a big fan of Will Ferrell. 
necessarily. <laughs> you know, for all the actors that have come out of Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. I don't think he, he's really up there. So it could be more about him rather than the, I... the film itself. I'm not really a Will Ferrell fan, as it were. Like, I don't, I haven't seen many of his films, really. Um, but I just think, I think in that film, he's so good at what he needs to do in that film. Ah, and yeah. It, it, it works, it yeah. works for me. I, I think he's very good yeah. in Elf, personally. I don't know about yeah. Chris, but, but. Yeah. Sorry, Brian, go on. No, what I was going to say was, uh, that's not to say he wasn't effective and good in the role. It's just, it's not a film that I particularly liked, really. And <clears throat> I think it all boils down to not being a fan of Will Ferrell. It could just okay. be that. Sorry, Chris, go on. No, that's all right. I think, um, yeah, Will Ferrell has a very, obviously, specific brand and style and humour, and he's not for everyone. I agree he he hits all the right notes in Elf. And I, I, I mean, I've watched Elf pretty much every year yeah. since it came out. I do like Elf. I do. I said this to my wife last year and she looked at me in horror. I think Elf for me is a film that every year has diminishing returns for me. Okay. I feel like I feel I enjoy it a little bit less every year. <laughs> Until eventually you're not going to enjoy it, it anymore. I think maybe in 10 years time I'm just going to be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. But I, 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 there are really great moments in Elf. I think Will Ferrell plays the role really well and you know obviously you've got um james khan as well he plays the miserly father as well which is great and the whole dynamic between them is fantastic um and like i say the moments when he's like when he shouts santa in the shot every time it still gets me every single time but there are there are bits where um there are year as the years go on i still find myself maybe enjoying it a little bit less than I did the previous year. And I'm not entirely sure why. I can't really put my finger on it. It might just be repetition. But um, I still think it's a great film, and I still think it's one of the classics I will revisit every year. I'm definitely going to watch it this year. Absolutely. Well, I think really in some ways it's difficult to avoid it because it will be on somewhere. It will be on terrestrial TV somewhere. (laughs) So even though I... I've probably watched it through once. I've probably seen seen it another three or four times where I've seen the last 10 minutes or the middle quarter of an hour where I've been ch- channel hopping, right? And whilst I accept it's a, it's a very well-made film, it's just him. There's something about Will Ferrell that just really, really annoys me. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, it's him in an Elf's outfit. Yeah. See, I liked, I liked him in Ron Burgundy. See, that's the difference. Really? Um, okay. I'm not yeah. more irritating. Um, ah, there you go. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I like her. But then it's an interesting one, actually, were you saying, Chris, about diminishing returns? Because I haven't seen Elf many times. I think I've probably only seen it. I, I saw it very late. Like, I went through a lot of my childhood and I'd never seen it for some reason or other. Mm. Um, and I, don't, I think I've seen Elf maybe three times, something like that. So, and I, and I, and right. I do really like it now. And, and therefore, it is one I'm going to keep watching it year after year, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, because I've watched it every year since it came out, which will be, God, 18 years this year, I think. So that's yeah, a lot. That's a lot of time. It, yeah, so I think with any film, it's there's a possibility you could like it less and less if you kept watching it over and over again. But, um, I mean, there are films I've watched more than Elf, and that hasn't happened. But um, I don't know, I just think... I think maybe it's part of the build-up, knowing you're going to watch certain films and then you watch them and you think, was this as good as I remember it last year? And then every year it's just a little bit less. Maybe that's just me, but maybe that's the reason why. 
I think also that certain films fit into our ritual at Christmas, don't they, as well? Mm. There are certain films we feel we have to watch, and for you, that would be Elf. For mm. me, that would be It's Wonderful Life, I guess. And you feel that it should be there. But I know what you mean about watching a film that you really love and you really enjoy, but you feel like you're getting less out of it, even if you don't see it that often, and it becomes an annual event. You, you know, you're not picking up anything new in the film. Because mm. yeah. I, I think sometimes when you see a film perhaps every few months, you pick up nuances, things that you hadn't noticed before. But it could be that you've seen everything there is in that film. Yeah, I don't think it's got hidden depths particularly. Yeah, but that could be it, though. Yeah, Yeah, and I find myself mouthing along to the dialogue because I know every line. Yeah, I know what's coming. I know every single beat of the story. So, you know, there may be that element to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, then. Um, Chris... You like Elf, but what do you not? What are you not a fan of? So this is a film I've tried to watch twice, and I've man- and I've turned off after probably Ooh, twenty minutes, right. twice. And I, this might be the year because my wife really wants to watch this film, and I've tried to get out of it. But um, is the holiday? Um, I and I think I think Brian, you might be a fan of this one, so I yeah, apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but I've the, I've I've tried to put it on twice, and it might be I wasn't in the right frame of mind, or I wasn't really in the mood for that kind of film, because obviously with my kind of film being trading places, those kind of comedy films, the holiday is not necessarily in the same kind of in vain comedy wise. Um, it's and, not funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, the twenty minutes I've seen. I didn't think so, but I, 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 I just want to caveat that I haven't seen all of it because, and maybe if I stick with it, which I hopefully will do this year, it'll go through. It will win me over in the end. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, yeah, I think, um, I like I say, I've tried, and for me, it's just not one that I've clicked with. I think actually, maybe I've seen it, tried to watch it three times, and mm. it's just not happened for me. And Brian, can you convince me otherwise? Uh, well, I do my best. <laughs> I do my best, Chris. Um, I I think what I, what I particularly like about the holiday is this kind of switch that these two two people in correspondence do. You got Kate Winslet and you got Cameron Diaz. They do a switch. One spends Christmas in England, the other one goes to Los Angeles and they they hook up, they meet different people and it shows the way those two relationships work either side of the Atlantic. And I just like those kind I like the idea of parallel stories, you know, two concurrent stories uh happening and it gently builds. It's very gentle and I don't think you I think it's a film you have to be patient with. You have to give it time. And I know what you mean about 20 minutes, Chris. One of my one of my golden rules when watching any film is I'll give it half an hour. If it's not doing it for me after half an hour, I just can it. Right. right. And I think with with the holiday, it just about scrapes by that that 30 minute cutoff point. It's just doing enough to keep you interested, but it's one of those sort of films you've really got to let it, you know, wash over you a bit more. And I feel there are some really nice performances there. I think uh, Kate Winslet's really good. Uh, you've got Jack Black. Eli Waller, uh, one of the great movie actors in one of his last roles as well, mm. played a, a very nice role as, as a, a, um, an elderly Hollywood screenwriter. Um, and the relationship between his character and Kate Winslet was 
it's very touching as well. So it's a very nice film. The pace is a bit slow, I think. Um, yeah, you have to give it time. You have to give it a chance, and it you don't get the hits very quickly. You don't get the rush quickly, if you like, with the holiday. But it's a film that's I think is very well acted and very well written. But you don't you've really it makes you work harder. I think it's the right. type of film that makes you work harder for your entertainment. So that's what I would say. But I think it's a it's a very good film. Um, I I spoke of, I mentioned my top 10 Christmas films. The Holiday is in my top 10, but it's probably near, near the Ooh. bottom end of the top Ooh. 10. <laughs> yeah, really. I, okay. I think it's very good. Okay. It's a very good film. But I understand I understand what you mean, Chris. It's, it's a bit of a slow burner. All right. Um, maybe, maybe I'll wait to give it as, more time. As yeah. someone whose answer to my own question was going to be The Holiday, um, okay. I and who has seen the whole thing, only once, granted, and often films need a second go to love them. But I've seen the whole thing, and I'm still not a fan, really. Um, <laughs> and and my 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 partner loved it, and she. We, I watched it last year, and I did last year. As I um, mentioned off off mic to to Brian and Chris earlier, I um I was furloughed last Christmas um, from my job, and therefore I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, and during my um, during furlough, I had a I wrote um, like on a, a blog for an advent calendar of Christmas films. I watched one a day every day leading up to Christmas mm. um, because because I wanted to. Um, and of all the films I watched, that was the biggest disappointment to me because I thought Christmas rom com, Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Jack Black, Cameron Diaz. I forgot who the fourth one was for a minute. Um, and I'm thinking. Great, what could go wrong? And nothing goes wrong, but it just nothing I goes just right. Don't you like it's look, it's sorry, I do not think it's a bad film, but I don't think it's yeah. a very good one. It's fine. It's it's the kind of film that it's like, oh it's fine, it's all right. And you watch it, you put it on, it's Christmas, it's fun, it's sugary, it's nice. For you know, hour and forty minutes, great. But it's not an hour it's like two hours and twenty minutes long. <laughs> It's yeah. way it's, too long or yeah. basically bland fluff is what, is what I would call <laughs> it. Like that's, I think that's all it is, really. And it's but, not particularly but, good fluff either. Andrew, don't you think, though, that's what Christmas films are, really, though? They are bland fluff. In yeah, way, exactly. But this is, it, you know, I agree, but I just think this is particularly bland. It's and it's, particularly and it's bland, way yeah. too long. <laughs> To, it's too long and not funny enough. The problem is it's more it's more rom than it is com, and I don't. Yeah, but it, I didn't. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. But I don't. I didn't really buy into the romances that much. I think the actors are good, but I mean, actually, no. One thing I do like is that the Jack Black Kate Winslet thing isn't really a full romance. It sort of is, but it isn't, and it, it doesn't kind of just pair them yeah. off. In me, I liked that. That was a nice, and it was an individual decision, and it needs a bit more of that. I just thought. Did you look how many as well? Oh, it's fine. The ending infuriates me. Um, when uh, spoilers, but I say spoilers for a film that it's kind of obvious how it's going to end, really. Yeah. It just the ending, it, it, it acts, I say, I will say, this, it acts as if the the great in all rom coms, there's a, a boundary that the couple need to overcome, isn't there? There's an obstacle. Yeah. Yeah, and and the end of the film acts as if this obstacle has been solved, and it just hasn't at all. Yeah. Or what I think their solution is, 
let's wait a week and work it out then. And then the film ends. It's like, right, well, that's pointless. And I just find it irritating. Not the film in itself. I find it irritating how much other people seem to love it. Yeah. I I know I know what you mean. It kind of it polarizes views, doesn't it? A film like this. I'm, I mean, I've I've come across this this before uh, with the holiday. Some people love yeah. it. It's a bit of a marmite type of type of scenario, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I, I mean, just... I yeah. No, go on. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say was that you know I I can see why you would be disappointed because all the ingredients are there you've got a great cast, you think they've got to make it work. But I think also another problem with it is that it's, it was billed as a rom-com. I don't think it was a rom-com. Yeah, no, I There's agree. nothing funny about it. It's not meant to be funny, necessarily. But I don't this think it's a... particularly good at the rom either, and therefore, what, what, what's, yeah. what's it doing? Why is it? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make me cry, it doesn't make me feel all warm and sugary, and it doesn't make yeah. me laugh. And if it's not doing any of those things and it's a Christmas film, why is it? Yeah, I know. Why does no, it I exist? I, I get... It's fine. No, it is fine. Like it's nice. Everyone's charming, and it's you know unchallenging. But I just found it, yeah, just just bland. And I just think yeah. it made yeah. me wish. And again, it, you're right. It's not real rom and therefore it's not really comparable. But I think going into it, I was thinking this sort of it's a Christmas rom com. It's got multiple storylines. Immediately, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, it's a bit love actually. Then, isn't it? Yeah, and, it, and, I, well, and while I was watching it, I was like, I'd much rather be watching. Yeah, actually. well, I, I mean, I again, this is Richard Curtis coming into the frame slowly yes. again, isn't it? Um, <laughs> well, I was going to ask about Love Actually just generally because that's, I think, quite a few people's answer to this question would be Love Actually because a lot of people yeah. hate that film partly it's, because everyone loves it so much. So where are you yeah. two? Well, for me, um, I'm a big fan of, of Richard Curtis generally. I think he's a brilliant writer. I do. He writes from the heart, which is what I like. But I don't think Love Actually is one of his best films. I agree. I agree. It's still better than Holiday. Yeah. It's yeah, it's better than The Holiday. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I like both the films. But um, I think Love Actually, it's one of those films that got hyped up to a ridiculous degree when it came out. And what that often does to me is it kind of put, I recoil slightly from a film that's so hyped and I think it can't possibly be that good, but it wasn't. That's the, that's the truth of the matter is it wasn't that good. And I think Richard Curtis has done a lot better than that, but it, it seemed to capture the right mood, didn't it really? Um, I think those ensemble pieces are very difficult to film and make them work well, where you've got all these um, characters that are associated in, to some degree, they're, they're all connected and interlocking. I think there are some nice individual performances within mm-hmm. Love Actually. But as a whole, I don't think it's brilliant, necessarily. Uh, I think, you know, the interplay... I mean, the scene between Alan Rickman and Ryan Atkinson in the department store, I think that was great. So yeah. I tend to put it in sections, and I thought, yeah, I like that bit, that was good. That's, That's issue, yeah. I don't think it's a great yeah. film as a whole, it's not yeah. one of his. But I think you've just hit the nail on the head, really, Brian. It, it's not got the. It, it's not my problem with these portmanteau episodic films. Is you, it's very. It can be done. It can be done well. But I think it's very hard to care about the characters when you don't have long with them. Particularly rom coms always spend far too little time with your cat with the characters. And I need to care about them falling in love or not falling in love. Yeah. It's why when Harry Met Sally is the best rom-com, 
ever made, in my opinion, mm. because it it, it mm. makes you. It's a while before they get together. Yeah, and it takes its time getting to know and love them as people, and they're where they spark off each other, and you really care whether they end up together or not. Love actually, I couldn't care less about any of it. Really, it's all very like, oh, him, yeah, cool, great, but it is good still. It's not a great film. It's not Richard Kerr's best. I think Notting Hill is his best film. But mm. it's it's good. It's fun. I think it, it gives me that Christmassy romantic um, fun and laughs that I want in a quite a quick time. It, it's got a lot of great actors in it. And I just think it's like a better version of all the other films like that, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Yeah, um, for me, Love Actually is not Richard Curtis's great film. I would probably be inclined to agree with you that Notting Hill would be my rich Richard Curtis film of choice. I think it does the whole romance and comedy angle much better than um, any really of the stories that are in Love Actually. However, there are stories that there are out of all the stories, there are stories in Love Actually that I really like. I really like the story between um, Liam Neeson and his son yeah. um, dealing with the loss of you know. Um, his mother. Um, I, I really like the story um, between uh, Martin Freeman and Joanna Page's characters, where they're in the stunt doubles um, for the for the porn movie, which I think uh, funny. But I I really don't like the story with Colin going to America to try and. I just feel like a lot of the stories aren't real. They're sort of half baked and not really. Um, they don't really deep dive into it anymore but funny you were saying about moments in there um brian and i agree i think i look at this film in terms of moments that Mm. moment in the shop between alan rickman and ron atkinson is is brilliant it's so well played and then but but the moment for me is emma thompson in the bedroom crying that that in this film which isn't it's not bad and it's but it's not great that is one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen in probably any of the Christmas songs I'll watch this season. Yeah. She plays it so well. And just a little bit, you know, when she tidies the corner of the bed and stuff, and it's just like she's, it is so well done, that single scene, yeah. that for me, that is enough to elevate the film higher yeah. for me, in my opinion. Those are the kind yeah. of thing moments I like. It makes you care about that relationship, Andrew, yeah. that you said, between what's going on there. The yeah. fact that she doesn't get the present she thinks she's going to get, and Mm. her reaction to that her quiet Um, subdued reaction is heartbreaking to watch yeah i think i I think it's a a great yeah yeah i agree so i think it's a terrific piece of acting just looking at her reaction when she opens the present up and realizes Mm. what's what's happened um i I think it's beautiful and it is heartbreaking it is sad and Mm -hmm. again to touch on a point that we made earlier that you know, good storytelling is about creating characters that you care about, that you, you you're rooting for. Them. Yeah. You know, that's the secret of good writing. I think, and yeah, it, it's a yeah, it's a film I want to, I want to to dislike. I want to know. It almost feels unfashionable to like Love Actually. You know, I want mm. it, it, on paper. It's it, I want to tear it to shreds, but I can't because it's just the cast are so good. And, yeah. And, sorry, it's not just that they're good act. They're obviously good acts, but they're all yeah. so well cast. You know, get yeah. Hugh Grant doing the you know the dancing on the stairs. He's yeah. good at that. Get Emma Thompson's the real, probably the big you know heavyweight actor in that cast. Her and Alan Rickman doing the the heavy lifting emotion there. Liam Neeson's great. 
it's just it's got that to it. It's got a warm, and it has. I think its own individual. It's, it's Richard Curtis, and you know it's Richard Curtis film, and it's got that flavour and that humour and that kind of bumbling idiocy that he lo- he always loves to put on screen, and that mm. gives it an identifiable personality of its own. Which, sorry to bring it up again, but the holiday. I thought its main problem is it doesn't have that. It ticks the boxes without doing anything to stand out and make mm. it feel like it has a personality or it's real. Whereas this does exactly the opposite. Uh, yeah, I, I, I so gone, Brian. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, after you. Uh, so yeah, I was just going to agree. I think you've got such a great cast in this in Love Actually, and everyone is playing their role really fantastically i mean obviously emma thompson we've already spoke about but everyone i think plays the role they're given really well i just feel like the stories don't gel really as well and i and i dare say and i'm with you andrew i feel like i i want to not like this film i want but and there are some some storylines i really think they could just drop and would oh, there's, not there's bits it's, that there's bits that aren't good but i think for every bad for every bad strand there's three good and that's yes all. I would agree. Overall, I still I still watch it every year. It's you know. yeah. yeah, yeah, I think same. yeah, I agree. I think Richard Curtis does this though. There's it, something that's annoyingly clever about Richard Curtis because he'll put something in there that thinks right. Yeah, I like that. I like what you did. I, where did that come from? Sort of thing. Because he, he can articulate the things we think and the things we feel, and, it, and he'll put it out there. And you think oh, that is smart, that is clever, and he'll do that in every film he makes, every script that he writes. Um, he puts something in the makes you think, "God, that's good." That yeah, is he good. does. Like, why did Why didn't I th- think of that? Yeah. It's that type of thing. Absolutely. You know? Okay, yeah. so we've kind of covered the the ones we don't like there, really. Um, and I mean, there's bit, there's other bits of things, there's other films that I think could be better, and but. You know, it's we think they're they're obviously quite contentious ones. Holiday and Love Actually, so that's good. Um, now a, a more positive spin on it. A, a film, a, a Christmas film you really like, but there's something that perhaps surprised you and how much you liked it, or something you kind of want to you want to bang the drum for a bit. That's not you know mm. one of the obvious ten or so that everyone has seen and everyone watches every year. Mm. Mm. Are you both going? Hmm. After you, after you, Brian. Okay, okay. Um, well, one film that I think, I don't know, it never seems to get a totally fair crack of the whip in, in terms of um, critical acclaim, shall we say, is Scrooged with Bill Murray, um, which I think, I mean, I, I love I love Charles Dickens, I love A Christmas Carol, and I'm sure we'll talk about the traditional version of A Christmas Carol at some point, but Scrooged, Bill Murray, I think it is feels like a an overlooked classic in a way because it's taken a classic story and and given it a modern spin and turned Scrooge into a, a Scrooge into a TV executive. And Bill, I, I love Bill Murray. I love anything with Bill Murray, it's going to work for me. But I, I think this film isn't quite as well appreciated as it should be because it tries to genuinely update the story rather than just go for a, a safe frame-for-frame copy of the original story. And that's what I think is really good about it. And um, Bill Murray, is, I think he's just such good value, and he makes, it, he makes the film work so well. 
so that would be yeah. one that I think is a hidden gem, yeah. an overlooked classic. I think I think it Christmas is one that gets forgotten a bit. I think maybe because it's not as nice as some of the others. You know, it's a bit. Mm. It got more of an edge to it. I like it. I like mm. Scrooge. I think Bill Murray's very good. I found it a little bit. I didn't find it particularly likable in the way that say Love Actually always wins the round. You know, Scrooge yeah. I only, it's almost opposite. I wanted to like it more than I did. You know, I didn't. Yeah. It's not very what I found it a bit brash at times, a bit almost annoying. And but yeah. I, I completely see what you're saying. But on paper, I think it's good. I think it's clever. It's a very clever yeah. idea to update Christmas Carol the way it does. I think Bill Murray's really good. I think a lot of the lines in it are quite clever, quite sharp. But yeah, that's the opposite of Love Actually for me in a way. It's a film I want to like more than I do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's, as I say, a very strong film. Uh, not a particularly nice character, not a character you want to like, but he, he makes you notice him. He, he makes you watch. He holds your attention, which is what he always does anyway, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. But particularly with this character, he holds your attention. Um you know, there are, by the end, there are some redeeming features about him because that's the, oh, yeah. in essence, that's the story of Scrooge, isn't it? Yeah. It's about redemption. But I, I agree, he's not a particularly nice character. He's not someone you, you wouldn't root for. Yeah, I agree. I think, and obviously, when Scrooge would have been 88, I think. So, obviously, you're, you're talking peak Bill Murray then in the mm. 80s, where he's obviously he's doing Ghostbusters and Groundhog Day and all sorts. And I think he's on top of his game. I think you're right. Scrooge is not one you hear in the conversation a lot when people are talking about Christmas films. Um, and I think I only introduced my wife to it last year, and she'd never heard of it or seen it. So, um and she she loved it. Um, but you're right. It's not he's not the he's not your it's not your typical Christmas feel good film because he's not the most likable person. It has a, it goes to some dark places at times. But I think it is definitely um, a film that people should see and probably would enjoy if they did watch it at Christmas. Yeah, and a very good soundtrack as well, by the way, because mm-hmm. it's got a, a duet between Annie Lennox and Al Green. Love is the message, which is a really good tune. So it's got an added bonus of having a strong soundtrack as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any Anything else you want to ban the John for, Brian? Uh, well, now, I've got, a, I've got to mention Bad Santa. Okay. Uh, with Billy Bob Thornton. Now, it's, in some ways, it is a Christmas film, but it's not because he's such a thoroughly unpleasant character. <laughs> yeah, it's almost uh, too horrible to be... Yeah, he just doesn't give a, a what's it about anyone. And there's something quite compulsive about him in the way he plays that character. Um, it, it's it's just it's just very funny. It's funny because he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bit like an antidote to Christmas, I suppose. It's a yeah, bit like so. yeah. it's a bit like a kind of a counterbalance to all the all the all the all the sugar that we're 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 taking on board at Christmas, you know, whether it's on telly or in the food room, you know. But um, I, I I think yeah, Bad Santa as well <laughs> does it for me. Chris, or maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it shouldn't, but it does. Maybe it shouldn't, but it does. Yeah. Chris, is there a, is there one for you that's that you think has been overlooked in our discussion? Um. I wouldn't say it's one. I don't know if it's one that's been overlooked. It was one that's certainly overlooked by me until. A couple of years okay. ago, which was the Nativity film, oh yeah, um, with Martin Freeman. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I obviously I've, I've only seen the second one as well with David Tennant. Um, but I really, really enjoyed Nativity, and I was not 
I wasn't I wasn't sure if I was expecting to, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I went into it with a bit of trepidation going, I don't know if I'm gonna like this one. But I was I was thoroughly uh, surprised by how much I actually bought into it and got behind it and got that you know the 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 fuzzy feeling you want from a film set at Christmas, you know. And I think um, Martin Freeman's great in it. It's, obviously, I suggest and everyone in it is great, and the kids are fantastic. I think it's a really nice feel good film, and I don't. It's one of those that I don't really hear people talking about either when it comes mm-hmm. to the the. Oh, what's your favorite Christmas film, or what are your Christmas films that you're going to watch this year? It's not something that people actively say, but it's definitely gone into my rotation um, yeah. as one I would pick out for sure. And Nativity Two is um, uh, good as well. Um, I just think the original is best, as is usually the case. But um, yeah, I think it's one that people, if they haven't seen it, they definitely should. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's a very good film, actually. Yeah, and it's vastly underrated, underrated as well. I yeah. like it. I think maybe you two might think I'm underrating it, but I, I think it's good. I don't think it's. Um, I think it's it's that kind of Brit comedy of sort of awkwardness and social interaction that's almost Richard Curtis like. I think, um, but I don't think it does it quite as well as some of his films. But I do like it. Martin Freeman, I will watch in anything. Yeah. Um, so no, no, Nativity is a good shout, and I do think it's one that probably does get overlooked a little bit. Um, Hampton seems, mm. but... Uh... Yeah, I, I think... The thing is, it's got Martin Freeman, who, who's so likeable, really. Mm. Because he's the sort of bloke you want as your mate, isn't he, really? Yeah. He, he's that... He's that kind of guy, isn't he? You think, yeah. oh, he's such a nice bloke. Right, you could sit down and have a pint with him. And so it's got that going for it straight away. It's got Martin Freeman in it. But I think it does have a kind of a slightly provincial feel, that it is a very British film. And feels sometimes feels more like a kind of a a feature length TV movie kind of thing, mm-hmm. like um you know a very British play stroke drama, mm-hmm. and it doesn't in because of that its profile suffers a little bit, I think, but it is a a very very good choice I think Chris it is it is overlooked and not as rated as high as it should be, but no. I think. Because it is a very kind of down-to-earth, very sort of Brit- British provincial take on life, you know. That's one of its strengths, I think. Though, as mm. well. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's a solid entry, if, if, if not a lot more. Um, I think for me, if, if I'm picking something here, um, uh, there's a couple, actually, there's a couple for me. Um one is I don't know if either of you saw Happiest Season that came out last year. It was new last year. Uh, I haven't. I believe it's on my list. Yes. For this yeah. year. Well, good <laughs> luck yeah. with that because I can't like find it. It seems it's not. Oh, it's Hulu. Really? Um, but because it ah. sort of came out here, almost cinema release, but obviously no cinemas. You could get it on sort of just <clears throat> on VOD, and it was like yeah, nine ninety nine or something. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like, like a cinema film is when it's released online as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that, and, that, and now I can't seem to find a, a DVD of it. I can't seem to find a... Um, it's not on any streamers. Um, it's, it's a bit of an odd one. It's kind of disappeared. I assume there'll be a DVD release here or put mm. on one of the streamers here at some point. But either way, I loved this last year. Absolutely loved it. I, it's it's top 10, top 5 for me. I, like, I know I've only seen it once. It's quite new. And I'm wary of saying, oh, best Christmas films of all time, you know, putting something so new in, in that bracket. But I just, I'm a, I was a big, big fan of it. It's... Um, for those who don't know, it's, it's um, Mackenzie uh, Davis and uh, Chris Stewart play a couple. Um, and basically, they're going back to Mackenzie Davis's parents' house for Christmas. Um, and she's taking Chris and Stewart, but she, she they arrive at the door and she's like, oh, by the way, um, I haven't actually told my parents that I'm gay. Um, and they actually think you're just my friend. So maybe just don't mention the fact that we're a couple. Like, in, mm-hmm. like just before they go in, so then Christian Stewart's sort of like, uh, "What?" And then you know, hilarity ensues. Um, mm. it, it's got that classic kind of trying to hide a secret thing going on, which is funny. We like that. Um, it's it's it, bits of it, and then and then she's got like, but then within it, you've also kind of got a family comedy, a family Christmas comedy going on with all McKenzie's family. So you've got the mum and the dad who are very funny, um, Mary Steenburgen popping up again, mm. as she often does in Christmas. Um, Christmas yep. Fair, um, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza is in it not as a family, but she's sort of um, an old flame, I think. Um, mm. Mary Holland, who co-wrote it, it was Claire Duval who directed it and co-wrote it, um, who did uh, the Intervention and um, and, so, and some other films. Um, D- and she, Dan Levy as well, I think from Shit's yes, Creek. Yes, and I was about to Dan Levy is Christian Stewart's best friend, um, oh. and he's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's Him great. and Mary Holland, who is. The Mackenzie Davis's kind of ditzy sister is they're both hilarious they're so funny um and it is sweet and it is actually quite heartwarming and there's a genuine you know there's there's a genuine emotion running through that you know I think Christian Stewart does a good job with it and you know you, you see both sides from from the relationship and I think Mackenzie Davis's character is clearly very much in the wrong like hiding her partner you know and that must feel awful but he does a good job of trying to get you to sympathize with both sides to the extent that it's not a boring film then you know um you've got to sympathize with both sides to make the drama interesting i think um it it yeah it looks like a really good film i mean I, i've not seen it myself yet but what i think is interesting about a film like that is it's put a very modern storyline into a traditional setting exactly because it's not what you necessarily necessarily expect to see. I mean, now uh, a storyline involving a lesbian couple is nothing. It's just yeah. another potential storyline, isn't it? But when you put it into a Christmas setting, it's kind. Of, it gives it an edge of mm. an innovation, shall we say, because it's quite new. There aren't many films 
I think it's quite a conservative like genre in general. Yeah, it's quite a safe exactly. Genre. Yeah, it's quite a conservative. Exactly. Genre. Yeah, um, that's that's what I was trying to get at, and I think that's where it probably, probably scores extra extra marks because it does that. Yeah, I think so. It's it's just it's, it's your classic family comedy full of like embarrassment and you know the weird sister and 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 the, the sibling rivalry. So you've kind of got the slightly kooky sister, and then you've also got the perfect sister who is um, Alison Brie. And she's also great, um, and th- and that relationship. But she's you know not as perfect as she seems, kind of thing. And and those family dynamics, they're they're types, but they're also it's done very well and with actual depth. Um, and everyone in it's very funny, it's very sharp. And you know that's one I definitely, if you can actually mm. see it, anyone, um, it's yeah. it's one I would recommend. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on. I just it's one of those. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. Sorry, I carry on, please. So I, I was just going to say, yeah, I remember, I think I remember hearing about this film and then seeing the cast and the premise and thinking this film just has all, ticks all the boxes for me. And then for some reason, I just never got around to it watching it. Yeah. Um, it is available to rent, apparently. So that's good. Oh, so it? that'll be good. neat. Yeah, I think you can get it from various platforms. Um, uh, but yeah, like I say, when it's like Kristen Stewart, who I think is a fantastic actress, no matter what anyone says, um, <laughs> Mackenzie Davis, Alison Brie of the Plaza, Dan, like I've, I've literally just binged all six seasons of Schitt's Creek and Dan Levy is one of the funniest actors I've seen in a long time. So the cast looks great. Mary Steenburgen, like you say, pops up and she's great in absolutely everything she does as well. So I'm definitely going to check that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's available to buy and rent. So I was, I was just lying, basically. Um, <laughs> but so, go go ahead, everyone, watch it. Um, <laughs> that's very good. I think while I've got your attention, I would also say a couple that I want to shout out. Just a couple of um, my favourite animated Christmas shows. I think there's a kind of subgenre there of kind of Chris family animation. Um, a couple of years ago, have you seen Claws on Netflix? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I really like that. I'm, I'm not hearing particularly approving sounds. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed Close. Oh, you did, yeah, Brian? Yeah. I did, yeah. No, I, yeah, I thought it was good as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, sorry. Definitely. Okay, I mis- yeah. I misread yeah. your... Um, no, no. Your no, no. I, I think Close is, is great. I rewatched that a couple of nights ago. Um, and also, one I think, actually, I think is under it. I think most people agree Close is very good. Um, mm. Is... Arthur Christmas. Now, I watched Arthur Christmas about not long after it came out, and and I liked it and thought it was all right. And then I watched it again last year. For some reason, it seemed so much better the second time. And I just, I was like, this is really good. I really, really like this. Um, go on. Yeah. Ryan. I, I, sorry. I saw Arthur Christmas when it, when it was first out, mm. and I thought it was good, but I've not seen it since. Mm-hmm. And I think I do need to go back and see it again. Yeah, and it's one of those sort of films that you, you probably pick up a lot more from it the second time. Have you seen it, Chris? I have not actually, which is a massive oversight because it has James McAvoy, it in has it, and James I will McAvoy. I will watch anything he voices, stars in, walks across I the mean, screen on. Y- yeah, your three generations of Santa. Uh, James McAvoy, Hugh Laurie, and Jim Broadbent, and I mean, um, what more could you want? Yeah, I know it's a massive oversight on my part. It's, it's, you know what? It's going on the list. It's going on the list for the I think it's yeah. really good. I'm a big fan. It, it's one that is that film. That I thought, oh yeah, that's solid, solid Christmas 
six, seven out of ten, you know. And then I watched it again. I was like, actually, no, this is better than the average. You know, this is this is in your this is in in my top top tier. You know, I watched this with my elves and the claws, and you know, happy season that that I put it in there really. Um, and mo- moving on to an extent, it's still just me talking about a film I want to talk about. But there's a kind of small subgenre we've touched on a darkness before with its wonderful life and bad Santa. But there's a kind of small Christmas horror subgenre that I'd like to touch mm. on because, again, for the first time last year, I watched Black Christmas, the original Black mm-hmm. Christmas, mm-hmm. and that was probably, if I said the holiday was my biggest disappointment of that of when, all my Christmas films last year, Black Christmas was probably my best surprise. I expected it to be kind of fine old blasher, but I just thought it was really, really good at what it was doing and bear in mind as well how influential that film was because it was basically invent- doing the slasher genre bef- like five years before Halloween um, I don't know if either of you have seen Black Christmas the original um, I haven't seen the original okay. I've, I, I saw the there's been two remakes the, I think the mid- I saw the middle one middle, the Black, first Black remake Christmas. Yeah. yeah yes exactly Um it was I I I eat up those kind of um, silly slasher films. I've just watched all of them, yes. and you know they're all pretty much. There's a lot of cookie cutter kind of yeah. you know things that you know they've they've seen and done before, and it's all predictable, and it's all you know people running away in high heels and you know falling downstairs, and you know the things you see in every other one. So the remake was full of that. I have since been told to go back and watch A, the original, and B, the new one, because apparently they're both better than the one I've seen. So I'm hoping that maybe I should do that again this year and watch one of the better ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Black Christmas, I think it, it, it's got... It didn't It didn't invent the slasher, but it, the format, you know, the slasher you can trace all the way back to, like, Psycho, but you know the kind of what we think of as the slasher template. Mm. The basically the godfather of all slasher films is, is Halloween, isn't it? The original Halloween. Mm. You know, it mm. came before Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. It's been remade so many times. Before Scream, you know, upends it all. You have Halloween as the big one. But five years before that, that template, you've got. I was amazed at watching Black Christmas. How many of those tropes are in that film? You've got the phone mm. call. You've got the the point of view camera. You've got young, you know, for better or worse, young women being picked off one by one by a male killer. You know, that that format has its problems, but, you know, in its original form. And it has, as a good young cast, it's it's quite low budget and quite gritty. It's quite nasty. Like some Christmas mm. horrors, which we may touch on soon, are a kind of kid horror, if that makes sense. Um, kind mm. of, fa- you know, palatable Christmas horror. But this is quite nasty not gory because it's quite old but it's quite a nasty film um and i i I love it brian have you have you seen it i have seen it um i'm not a huge fan of the horror genre generally not because i i don't i wouldn't sit down and watch it i'm you know i'm a film geek like you two guys Mm -hmm. you know i'll watch anything right but i don't kind of I don't think my imagination switches on with a, with a horror movie necessarily because mm. I think that's where it really makes it smart because it gets inside your head. Um, but I think it it's a very clever film. I, I think it it does its job and it 
it kind of goes against the grain because you, that's not what you expect to see in a Christmas movie necessarily. But maybe that's its strength. But it's the type of film that I would say, well, yes, I give it its due. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect it in so far that it's a very effective piece of filmmaking. But it doesn't really work for me on that level. because Probably because that I'm not a huge fan of horror per se, even though I do appreciate it's a very good movie and it's very effective and well made. Very, um, very reasonably said. Um, mm. th- three more that I just want to quickly give a shout out to that, we'll, that if any of you want to say on, on these films of sort of your Christmas horror is Krampus, which is a few years ago, I, I really like. Not a great film, but I really enjoy it. And then I think perhaps the big two are the kind of kiddie horror, as it were. You've got Gremlins and you've got The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah. Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. is not really horror, but it, it, it's, it's death and it's dark and it, you know. Um, so have at it. But, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, Gremlins, I think we've got to mention them. So this is maybe the best time to do it. After you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, Nightmare Before Christmas, I really enjoyed, actually. Um, I think it was great fun. Um, and relatively short as well. Yeah, which is, right. which is it's, nice. It's, what was it, an hour, 20 minutes or something? You know, it, it, it doesn't uh, require too much of you, but it, it works really well. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, Gremlins... Gremlins is what it is, you know. I I, th- I think it was a, fi- a film of its time, and I don't think Gremlins has probably won quite as well for me. I, yeah, I agree. That was. I don't think it's a better film than *Something Like a Holiday*, and it's very influential. I think in terms of its tone and its <clears> ideas, <throat> I think are great. But that was one I watched the first time last year somehow, and I was disappointed. I thought this is such a bit of me. It's funny. It's dark. <coughs> it's anarchic but it's got a warmth to it. It's me all over. And it just didn't... I found it almost irritating rather than entertaining at times. Mm. Mm. I I agree. I think I, I, I remember watching Gremlins when I was younger and loving it. And then I watched it again recently and, go, and thought, hey, this is really unsuitable for children sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, it, there are some dark, freaky moments that I I must have forgotten about when I was younger but um yeah for me it doesn't really hold the same sway anymore you know there's that kind of I guess that for me there's that kind of sub genre of films that you know I, I love when I was younger and I don't so much now um it, it definitely is a classic and has an influence and a legacy um I just don't for me, it's just not the same. Um, it's not something I'd rush to back to watch, I guess. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, interestingly, if we're talking about films that changing your mind on repeat viewings, the first time I watched Nightmare Before Christmas, I, I think I finished it and thought to myself, why does everyone love this film? Mm. I don't understand it. And then I left it for years and I went back to it maybe five or six years ago and I watched it I go, and it just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, that's why." It's there's just something about it. Yeah. Maybe I was in a different mood, or you know, I was in the wrong mood at the first time. But ever since, I've just got right. No, I get it. It's got the music's great, the animation's great. It's still fantastic. It's only an hour and twenty minutes, which is great. Um, it does everything it needs to in that time, and I think it's just a great film. And like I say, it just changed my mind from first viewing to the next. So. Yeah, I love it, and because I love Tim Burton, which is why I was surprised when I didn't like yeah. it the first time. Yeah. 
So yeah, but yeah, I love Maybe Before Christmas. I think it's a great film. I, I love it. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you what's going on to be honest. It's a short film, and supposedly, yeah. honestly, <laughs> I've watched it like three or four times, and I don't, I still don't really understand a lot of it. It's just things happening, but I could tell you what it sounds like and looks like so vividly. Mm. It's it, it, yeah. aesthetically, it is impressed in my brain, you know, and I, 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 I don't think I'll ever forget it because it has. It's so original. It feels fresh even now. I think. Yeah, and I think I think um, Tim Burton's been very clever there, and he's made a film that is suitable for both Christmas and Halloween. So he's getting that's, double exposure there. There's a question. I mean, is it even a Christmas film or is it a Halloween film? Really? I mean, I mean it's called The Neighbor Before Christmas. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. It is Halloween. Is it? Well, Christmas? I mean, he he steals Christmas. So yeah, I think it's suitable so. to watch it either time. Oh, and in the game yeah. between, it's probably better. That's, that, but, that's why I think he's so clever yeah. to do that. <laughs> but, but I mean, have you just noticed something, though? Um, the fact that we're speculating, we'll sit back and what does it mean? Mm-hmm. Is it this, is it that? You know, Tim Burton would listen to this and say, oh, well, job done. You know, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he keeping, yeah. he's keeping us on our toes. And that's what a good director should do. You know, yeah. it's make us wonder and think, right, what's this about? What does this really mean? Does it mean science? It could be it doesn't mean anything at all. It could be he's playing us. <laughs> and the fact that we, we're kind of speculating in this way, there's a sign of a great filmmaker who can just make you cure, naturally curious about something. It doesn't have to be con- conventional, straight storytelling necessarily. It challenges you a bit more. But that film works just as well as any other, though, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, I, I, think, I think it's fantastic. I really do. Um Okay, that's the brief. Are there any other um, good entries in the Christmas horror or dark Christmas genre that either of you wanted to mention that I've forgotten? Um, I don't think so. I think we've covered the main ones I was thinking of. Yeah, good. Um, okay, I, I'm i going to split it down now as we maybe start to wind down into it kind of go back almost to what's your favourite Christmas films kind of thing. Um, mm. But I think it's split it down a bit more because for me, a Christmas film has to, not has to, but usually it's one that I'm watching because I want to laugh. I want it to be funny. I want it to, you know, to, to have a good giggle. Or I'm wanting to be heartwarming and, and emotional. You know, a, a cry at a Christmas film is not is not a bad thing. Um, so just just on what do you turn on for a laugh? What, what do you think are the funniest Christmas films? You know, if we're going for that that vibe at Christmas. Oh, um, for me, there's so there's a couple. So if I want funny, as in genuinely funny and um, enjoyable, and just heart, I guess heartwarming as well at times is Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, we'll have think, to mention that. Some yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of um, Christmas Carol adaptations, I think even Charles Dickens would probably appreciate it it's fantastic i love it it's just funny i love the muppets in anything any muppet movie generally i'm there for but muppet christmas carol um is up there for me absolutely in terms of laughs um in terms of laughing because it's so bad i enjoy it is jingle all the way um oh, yeah uh, it's ridiculous it's so horrendous and ridiculous <laughs> but i because i love it i think um I just can't. I just. I don't know why. It just every time it gets me. Um, I can't. I can't get enough. Um, and then, I guess, and also in terms of laugh, just because it's 
outright silly and ridiculous and over the top is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, if either of you have seen that. Um, yeah, it's one of those that I've only found recently and it's just one of those silly, over-the-top um, comedies where ridiculous things happen, pretty much like Jingle All The Way. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just fun, turn-your-brain-off kind of humour, which, you know, sometimes you need after you've eaten too much. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they're all really good picks, actually. I mean, I, I think sometimes... I think you can get away with a lot more uh, with a Christmas film. Yeah. Because you know, I think subconsciously we're, we're slightly easier to please when it comes to a Christmas film because we want to be satisfied quickly, whether it's to make us laugh or make us cry or, make, or give us that warm, fuzzy feeling. We're very easily pleased. So I think really from a filmmaker's point of view, that task is slightly easier. They don't mm-hmm. have to try quite as hard. Um, so I think, yeah, they're all really good picks. Um, yeah. For me, yes, go on, for me, if I wanted a, a really good laugh at a Christmas film, Die Hard, the first Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a question that was coming up. Which let's just dive straight in there, Brian. Is Die Hard a Christmas All right. film? Is it? Yeah, I think I I keep on changing. I used to change my mind a lot about Die Hard being a Christmas film, but I think I finally resolved. I've settled on the idea that yes, it is. Mm. Right, because why you know it's set at Christmas in the storyline. Um, McLean's spending Christmas with uh, he's a strange wife or trying to patch up his relationship with her, so there's there's kind of a Christmas thing there anyway. But because it is an action movie, does that mean to say it can't be a Christmas film? Um, because no. that seems to be the counter argument there for me. I, I, so I, I interestingly read it because this debate obviously comes up every year when mm-hmm. it comes to Christmas. Is Die Hard a Christmas film? I've often, or in fact, I've always been of the opinion that yes, it is. Um, purely because it has, and my argument used to be because it has Let It Snow in it. And, you know, yeah. there's, uh, and, you know, it's, but I mean, it was filmed in July and so it doesn't look Christmassy. And yes, no. it's a good point, Brian. Is it, is, is it, a Christmas film if it's an action film. I mean, most of Shane Black's action films are set at Christmas, but you wouldn't necessarily say they are action films. Like Iron Man 3 is set at Christmas. You wouldn't call that an action film. However, last year I read a blog post from, I can't remember the gentleman's name, I'm sorry, who said that if you take Christmas out of the story, it wouldn't make sense because part of the reason the terrorists attack the building on that day is because security is lax it's the holidays there's mm-hmm. less people in the building they're having their christmas party so everyone's gathered in one place john McLean is going there because it's christmas to see his family so if you take christmas out of the equation mm-hmm. would the i mean arguably you could do it without christmas let's i'm not gonna say you can't but mm-hmm. it's that is a big when you really when you think about it like that you go okay yeah Christmas does play a part in why the story unfolds the way it does. Um, but for me, in the end, I just, I love Die Hard and it's, yeah. a, Christmas, it's a Christmas movie for me. Yeah. I watch every Christmas. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. I love Die Hard. But Die Hard 2 as well. But, oh yeah, Die Hard 2. Well, it, well, it was snowing in Die Hard 2, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, um, but I... I think part of the reason why it's so funny is because it's uh, Christmas. Because, you know, all of those really slick, clever one-liners that mm-hmm. that McLean, that Bruce Willis delivers, you know, where he's crawling through that 
that kind of shaft vent thing. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's got the, the lighter on and he's saying, oh, come over to the coast for Christmas. We'll have a few laughs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that. so it, all those guys have an extra edge because it is Christmas, because this is not what you expect to be doing at Christmas. Yeah. So I, I think for me, it, it's a great film. So even though I did change my mind, for a number of years about whether it was a Christmas film or not, but I think it is essentially a Christmas film. Mm. Um, and not, not because you, I mean, it, you can see it any time of the year, but I mean, obviously that type of film when it was first made and, and it first made its way onto TV was always the Christmas film they would put on. It's, mm. It became a bit like the great escape, didn't it? Really? Yeah. But cause it was Christmas. You, you think, oh, right, it's, it's gotta be diehard. Um, I think when it comes to, the genuine heartwarming moments. I mean, I, I feel like I want to mention Home Alone. Um, okay. Pure slapstick. Um, the first one was the best. I think the other three or four, was it three or four? Anyway, they made. I know they made a few, but the first one with Macaulay Culkin, um, I think was brilliant slapstick. Very funny, but actually in some ways packs quite a big emotional punch because as soon as they I mean I don't know how you could leave one of your kids behind and go <laughs> off on holiday but, <laughs> but let's just let's just go with it and just assume that this could happen um, and then when um, the, the lady that plays the, the mum the one who's in Shit's Creek oh, I can't Catherine, o- Catherine O'Hara yeah that's it, Catherine O'Hara. I think she's great in it because mm. that kind of startling realization: where's Kevin? Yeah, and then and then she's panicking, trying to get back to him, um, and that just shows the real feelings of a mother who's concerned for her child. Right? Yeah, and you often don't see that. You don't. It doesn't become as obvious in Home Alone, and that's quite moving in a, in a way. Um, so I think that gives you that warm, fuzzy feeling, but you also get the belly laughs as well because it is mainly slapstick, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you do wonder how those guys are still standing after the first five yeah, minutes, let alone. It's an hour. Literally violent, but in a, yeah. in a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I like it. I, I don't think it's a great film, and I don't think it's... Again, I think that's one less so than some of the holiday. I think it's one that I don't quite understand why it's so popular. Like I get it, it's it's fun, but I think there's a there's a dozen Christmas films that are better, you know. I, I, yeah. I'm not really sure why, for some reason, it's become the one that everyone has to watch. Um, I, these things just happen, don't they? I suppose, but for me, I, I yeah. don't quite get always appeal to that yeah. extent. It's um, it's one of those sort of films that's a phenomenon, and it. It kind of takes on a life of its own, doesn't it? I mean, forget about all, all the sequels that were made. I mean, I can remember when the film came out and the impacts it made as well. Um, and Macaulay Culkin was going to be the next big thing, but there was there was an actor that never really survived growing up, did mm. he, really? No, but he, I mean, that film has, has endured, at least, you know. And, and oh, it him, has, yeah. Him in it. Yeah. Um, and you're right, actually, yeah. it's, it is quite heartwarming come the end and it is quite funny it actually is one of the maybe that's why it's so popular because it it pretty well ticks off both the things that you're looking for in a christmas Mm. film and most Mm, people on average are looking for you're looking for those two things and it does both Mm. of them i do i think there are other films that do both things better but it does both them pretty well and at the same time Mm. and in not too long a running time and it's all Mm. quite easy watching as well and therefore 
that's what I get. Yeah, that's I've answered my own question. I think that's why it's so popular. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. I think laugh. I think these are all good, good shouts in terms of laughs. I think we've mentioned them before, so I won't really go into it. But Elf is up there for me in terms of one I'll put on for a laugh. Um, and Happy Season, which I mentioned before, which I know neither of you've seen, but that bits of that with the Dan Levy bits, Mary Holland bits, really got me. Um, mm. So I'd, I'd say that. Um, in terms of uh, you know your your more emotional, your more heartwarming, touching Christmas stuff, you mentioned Home Home Alone, Brian. For for you, Chris, mm. is there one? You know, you might um, you might yeah. you might want to cry, or you might want to snuggle up. Yeah, what we go to. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've already spoken about it's a wonderful life. It's one yeah. of those that you know it's, it's absolutely go to. But rather than retread that, I'm going to go with Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh yeah, um, with both the original and the the remake, I think they're both great films. I I'm more obviously more familiar with the remake because it's the one I grew up with, um, and I think um, speaking of child stars, I'm Macaulay Culkin, Mara Wilson was one of the child child stars of her when she, when she was of her Absolutely. age when she yeah, in those films yeah. Matilda and uh, Mrs Doubtfire and those kind of films but for me Miracle on 34th Street just has all those kind of heartwarming cozy feelings you want from a Christmas film and I think uh I just think it's a beautiful film I really enjoy it yeah. and that would be the one for me that ticks that box yeah that'd be great um, yeah, it's a go- it's a gorgeous film, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Um, both versions. I mean, I mean the uh, the the Aces version had Richard Attenborough, in, I think, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, Chris Kringle. But the original, I also recommend the original as well. Mm-hmm. And the the girl was played by Natalie Wood in the original back in the nineteen forty eight, I think it was. But oh, yeah, wow. the boat. They're both great, wonderful films. And again, I think Miracle on 34th Street is up there with It's a Wonderful Life and mm. Christmas Carol. As, it's in that you know, realm, isn't it? It's not in the, yeah. uh, in the, yeah. the alpha realm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think one for me that... I, yeah, I, I mean, if I'm going for something for that, to hit that spot, there's no question, really. I'm going to It's a Wonderful Life. But something that I watched last year for the first time that... that got me in a way I didn't expect was The Best Man Holiday. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. You've not. Have you seen The no. Best Man from the 90s? Sort of rom-com, comedy drama from the 90s. I don't believe so. Um, it's, 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 it's good. It's, 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 I actually think the second... The, so The Best Man was made in the 90s. It's got Tay Diggs in it um, and... Um, Monica Calhoun, Morris Chestnut, Regina Hall is in it. Yeah. Um, it's, she's, oh, wow. she's one of the more famous ones now. Um, and it, it's really, it was made by Malcolm D. Lee, who I think made Girls Trip a few years ago. Um, also, oh, Regina you. Hall. Um, Ter- oh, Terence Howard is in it. Sorry, that's another quite big person in it. Um, but and it's, it's, it's nice, the, the, the Best Man Holiday, because it's one of the few Christmas films that doesn't have an almost entirely white cast as well. Uh-huh. Um, and um, not that in itself makes it a good film, but it is it is nice because I think we've seen this is a fairly conservative genre, and I do think it is often very white and very straight, and that is mm. changing. I think, but I just think it, it yeah. it's that does happen a bit with Christmas films sometimes. But yeah. the original The Best Man was um, basically lots of old college or uni they call it college university friends 
um, meeting up for somebody's wedding and the best man is Tay Diggs. And basically there's secrets and um, and secrets and lies and old, old simmering resentments and old crushes and, you know, secret love affairs and all of that. And it all kind of, with this group of about eight characters and it all spills over and everything and it's fairly quite entertaining and, and stuff. And then The Best Man Holiday was only 2013. So we're talking about... Um, 15 years after the original film they reunited everyone for essentially a christmas sequel um where they all descend on the um the married couple's home for for christmas and again it's a similar thing of you you have you know people arguing about long-held resentments and people who've you know old flames and stuff the one that got away and all that but it's 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 sweet and it's funny um and it's it, it's got a warmth to it, and the interplay between all the actors is really good. And what surprised me about Western Holiday, without giving too much away, is it has like a, a real emotional core to it, which I just didn't see coming. Um, there's like a there's a, a moving element to it, which just and it really genuinely got me. Like it it had me crying at the end, um, and I think that surprised me a lot when I first saw it. So I'd give that a shout out if you like your Christmas films with, you know, a lot of heart and a lot of warmth, as opposed to kind of light and disposable. Then I'd I'd recommend the best of my holiday. Yeah, you probably should. Great. You probably should. Do, probably should. Probably should watch the first one um, before that. Oh, double bill it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, go on, go on, Brian. Yeah, I was just going to say I just had a quick look at it. Um, the synopsis that I did see the first film, The Best Man. I never realised it was 1999. It was a 1999, yeah, so yeah, about 15 years. <clears throat> I, I didn't realise it was that long ago, but yeah, it is a very good film and it's a good cast as well. It is a but good I think film, that's yeah. what, yeah, but I think that's really one to, to mark up for your list of films to see. Yeah, it's, it's but, dated a little, but not a lot, um, the original. And I, I do actually think the second one's a better film because it has that emotional core. The first one lacks a bit. The first one's a bit more mm. about the comedy and about the the, the mm. fun, the, the incident, whereas I think there's a real genuine emotion to the second one. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think we'll be winding down soon. We've mentioned briefly, um, Richard Home Alone, we've mentioned Miracle on 34th Street. So one of my last questions for you is... Um, Best child star, your favourite child in a Christmas film, because almost all Christmas films have kids in them at some point. It's kind of yeah. the most fertile ground for a child star, really. So who's your who's your, your pick, your pick of the bunch, your favourite Christmas kid? I mean, I'll, I'll go. I think I've already said mine. I think Mara Wilson, for me, okay. she is, for me, the epitome of... Um, when I watch Miracle, she's it. The child star who has such belief in Christmas, and this man who she as Santa Claus, and she just—I think she was just a great actress in general. You've seen her in obviously other films, um, whilst when she was still acting. But for me, um, obviously Macaulay Culkin gets a lot of mention, but for me, it'd be Mara Wilson for sure. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with that. I think Mara Wilson's great. Um, I. It's difficult to get away from Macaulay Culkin because he's so synonymous mm. with with, with the, the Christmas genre because because of of what he did. But no, I, I would also um, refer back to Natalie Wood 
in the original version of uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Um, she gave a very kind, it's almost a very mature performance, but, but very childlike at the same time. And it, it yeah. marks her out as, as, a, as a star in the making. Um, yeah, I, I think there's similar qualities in Mara Wilson as well. She was very mature as an actor for her age. and But like you just said, Brian still has embodies that childlike spirit that you need from that kind of film. Um, yeah, and yeah, I agree. Hmm. I would also like to make special mention to, I think his name's Thomas Brody Sangster, who's in Love Actually, oh, yes. Sam. He is. Yeah. I yeah, think he's great. great he's, a good, he's a good actor in general. He is a good actor. Yeah. He's, and I've seen him, I've recently seen him in uh, The Queen's Gambit, and he was really good in that. And I think he was just, he, he's just, again, that maturity, but that childlike essence in him in that film where he just believes that he will he will win the girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just it's infectious and you just can't help but rip for him. I think he's great in that film. Yeah, yeah one of my uh, favourite bits of, of Love Actually is the bit where they're doing the performance of All I Want for Christmas is You and he's on the drums mm. and, and she sings All I Want for Christmas is You and she points at him and it's the smile on his mm. face. But then she goes, yeah. and you, and you, and that little frown he does. It just disappears. It's brilliant. Yeah, I love that bit. And yeah. Yeah, I think, I think actually, now you've mentioned it, I think he's up there for me. I think Macaulay Culkin is so obvious, but he is yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. And not a, not a great film, but an enjoyable film. That actually only came out last year, I think. Jingle Jangle on Netflix, the big um, musical with um, Forrest Whitaker's in it and Keegan-Michael Key. Right. Um, yeah. That has a very good child. Madeline Mills, I think her name is. I'd just like to give her a shout out because she was great. Mm. For, for as, as, she's one of the best things in the film when she's like, you know, nine. Um, and she can really sing as well. Um, so we've covered an awful lot there, I think. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask you both is in a hypothetical situation, it's Christmas time, Christmas season. I. I'm only letting you watch one film. You can only watch one film, and that's it. You have to see it. The film you've got, you'll fight for it with your relatives. The one film you have to watch every year. What is it, Brian? Oh God, that is a tough one. Um, I'm trying to be original in my response here, but, but... you're going to say it's wonderful life. Well, you, you see, the thing is, though, in in my household, when I was a kid growing up, there would never be any argument about watching It's a Wonderful Life because mm-hmm. everyone would want to see it in, in my family. It, it's almost traditional. I I think probably um, I think probably Die Hard would be the one okay. I, I would fight to watch because because in the house I grew up in, Die Hard wouldn't have appealed to everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, so because of that. I think I, I would have to fight a bit harder to, to see a film like Die Hard, but it's a wonderful life. Wouldn't he even be be up for discussion because it yeah. was so obvious that you would watch it no matter what. So because of that, um, Die Hard would always be more open to questions. So that's the one I'd feel I'd have to fight for. Okay, Chris, gun to your head. What are you going with? Well, I already have to fight to watch Die Hard in my house. So. Um... <laughs> No. I'll skip. I'll skip. Yeah, not no that not that the door of watch it. It's more. It's not your quintessential Christmas film, so it doesn't give you the warm, fuzzy feelings. As, as, yeah. Which is fair enough, but at the same time, it's still a classic. But in 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 if 
if failing that, I would probably say, right, okay, I've only got one. I'm going to go with probably Muppets Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, just because it's 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 a film that once it's on, everyone's going to enjoy it, and it's great. And I think it's just it's just up there with one of the best Christmas films for me. Um, that's what I pick. Okay, very good picks. It's a Wonderful Life and Die Hard and The Muppets Carol are all up there for me. But I think. The one that it, traditionally I do always watch every year, in spite myself, I think is is Love Actually. I, I just think it's and it is gonna please most people, and it's I think yeah for me I think it's Love Actually. It gives me the warm the warm fuzzies more than all the others. I think. I, I think also what Love Actually does though is that even you know even for someone who's not a fan of. Christmas movies, not a fan of Richard Curtis. They will still st- sit down and watch Love Actually for maybe 10 or 15 minutes and still get something out of yeah. it. And still say, yes, yeah. that's something yeah. I like about it. I, I def- and there aren't many films that can do that. I agree. I, I defy anyone to, te- to not enjoy at least one segment of Love Actually. Agreed. Agreed. Everybody must like it. You can hate, hate some of the bits, you know, Nobody really likes the Kira Knightley bit. Not her fault, no. really. Not her fault. But mm. in general, nobody particularly likes that bit of it. Mm. But I mean, who doesn't like the faffing about at the jewelry shop with Rowan Atkinson? I mean, yeah, come on, people. Um, so on that note, thank you both very much um, for your time, and may you watch many, many more Christmas films mm. to come in the future. So mm. it's goodbye from Brian. Goodbye. Have a great Christmas. It's goodbye from Chris. Goodbye. Merry Christmas, everyone. And it's goodbye from me as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. And remember, keep listening. We do have more episodes before Christmas. So please do listen and enjoy and give us a follow as well. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.